What's going on, ladies and gents? This is Dorian. And this is Miss MVP. I'm mildly hungover. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Convos in the Park podcast, season two. For our first-time listeners, we hope we have something that you will like and continue to come back and enjoy us to talking. And for our day ones and everyone else in between, we greatly appreciate y'all as well. Yeah. Miss MVP, I hate to ask this, but how are you today? I'm good. How are you? No complaints here. No complaints here. Yeah. What you do today? Oh, today was just a relaxing day. Well, I won't say too much relaxing. I had to do the grocery shopping and laundry, but other than that. I didn't shit. <laughs> yeah, I kept it simple today. Um, okay. What about you? Um, It was a, a, a runaround day for me. Kind of like last week. Um, it's just an extension of it, but for the most part, it was okay. okay. A lot of business being handled, and it's Girl Scout season, so you know, yay! Oh yeah, gotta gotta push those cookies. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. Some bullies over here. Well, they can't be bullies now. Yeah. <laughs> They cannot be bullies. They're just young children that want to reach those sales goals. Whatever. I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could if I just moved the camera. Um, <laughs> now, there's some bullies. They're sweet, but they bullies. Oh, I'm going to try to call them those Sour Patch kids now. Oh, well, um... Just bullies. (laughs) Yep. So what's in the mix of cooking for the day? Don't really have a major topic that's been on my mind. Um, What you want to bring to the table? Of course, you know, and I say this quite often, I am a very big advocate for um, mental health. Oh, yeah. Self-centering and spiritual guidance and all of this stuff. Um, so that um Miss Janet Demita Joe Jackson, uh-huh. um, her documentary two-part, actually, I think it's two or three. I think it's two-part. Um, it came on. I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch all of it. Um, because <laughs> I like Janet, I love Janet. I didn't want to get emotional. So that's one of the reasons why I didn't watch it because you know how they say never meet your idol because you don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. She's not my idol, but I looked up to her being a young girl, seeing her um, on all the night um, night shows and all this other good stuff, performing and 
being the baby of the family and how everybody kind of just push you to the side and not expecting you to do too much because they want you to just be the baby, be the child, but you still have your own light and you see things that you want to, um, to, to test out and try. So, um, when she was like, she was kind of just pushed into the music yeah, or whatever. I can't relate to being, of course, the music because I can't sing worth shit. However, I understand by her saying she just got pushed into a lot of things. You, okay, this the family business. This is what you're going to do. Yeah. Kind of like if um, your family got a corner store. Your family got a corner store. This is what you're going to be doing from the time that you know how to count numbers. And this is what you're going to be doing until you rebel and go, you know, go left. So um, I wouldn't mind talking about that. Bobby Brown got one coming out. Yes. Yes. I can't (laughs) wait. I hope it's like four, five, seventeen parts. I'm watching it. Oh, (laughs) y'all know Bobby can't do no wrong in my eyes. I don't give a shit what you say. Um, And what else? What else I said? Uh, Well, to I started watching the uh, the Jan Jackson documentary myself. Like, I mean, I won't say I've I've grown up, you know, watching her. I've seen her on, of course, um, Good Times, and remember she was um, Willis's girlfriend for a bit on uh, Different Strokes, and then seeing her come into her own, you know, just to kind of get a little bit of that back history on Janet, you know, was interesting, and mm-hmm. you know, like you said. It could, I could see where you could have parts of it where you would be emotional because I was starting to get that way even when um, they started, she started talking about, you know, once they pushed her into music and everything else and then when she started talking about the first two albums, how she was just, you know, going through the motions because that's what her father wanted her to do. Uh And then... What really struck a chord with me was when she said in order for her to kind of feel like she can be free, the only way she could do that was to get married. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. Me she, uh, yeah. She, that baby shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that blew, you know, my mind because, again, I never really thought about it. You know, and, and of course, you know, you hear all the stuff about the Jackson family and how Joe, you know, was pushing them and was so... Uh, strict and stern and just to you know just to actually hear that perspective from Janet herself you know was 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 interesting well i i agree with um DL Hughley when he said in his li- his lifetime special he does not have a lifetime special when he said in his um his comedy special it was like y'all can say what y'all want to about Joe Jackson Joe Jackson was there for his children every day. Yeah. All of them went to stardom. They worked hard. They graduated high school. None of them had babies in high school. None of them um, did drugs. None of them uh, got locked up. None of them was murderers. None of that shit. He's like, we need more Joe Jackson. I agree 100%. Y'all can say what y'all want to about Joe Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and even touching on that, um, Janet brought up in the documentary as well, but she said that um, he was stern and, you know, he, he he raised them and, you know, kept them strict, but, you know, beat them. But he, you know, wasn't like, 
ah, I'm trying to think exactly the way she said. She said, um, punishment without love is, um, dang, why I can't pop my head right now. And I just watched it. I'm not sure, but I know <laughs> she said that it was, it was hard. Uh, you know, he was hard on them. Oh yeah. And she was like, it was because it's because of my father that I have the career that I have. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you understand that you are not going to be able to discipline yourself the way that you, the way that she was disciplined at such a young age. Janice started singing when she was, what, six? Seven. Seven? She, yeah, yeah, she was on the stage. Yeah, she said she was on the, the first time she was on the stage was seven years old in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, to be starting, you know, to start off at that age is, yeah, it's, uh, I couldn't even imagine that, honestly. She was seven yeah. years old. I was, I was too busy trying to play with Transformers and <laughs> do puzzles. Exactly. Trying to worry about being on a stage. It's crazy, but I, shit, I respect it. And, you know, of course, when she talks about Mike, the love that they have for each other, you could tell that they were extremely close. Um, each oh, yeah, other's... Mike and Randy. Yeah. They, you know, they're each other's best friend and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And... I know how close I was to one of my cousins. Like our birthdays are literally like 30 days apart. Our birthdays are the same date, you know, for uh, two separate months. But we were extremely close. And I know that. And, and that's when I started getting, you know, emotional little, little things that he teased her with. And, you know, uh, family, you know, it's just family fun. And it, it makes me sad because, of course, Mike is the king. He's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely gone too soon. However, we we have an extension of him because we just have his music. Yeah. We have some interviews and stuff like that. But she actually has him, you know what I'm saying? Or had yeah. him. She saw the bad, she saw the good, she saw the struggling and things like that. Me personally, I'm happy that this was able to be put out where she was um, able to be, quote unquote, giving her flowers. Yeah. And she had a say so in it and not something that's being told through seventh and eighth party people. Yeah, I, I I did like exactly. the part about that. Yeah, that that again, it came from it came directly from her, and she had a, a mm-hmm. film proof follower for five years. So, yeah, again, you know, she gets the approval on on everything, and a lot of it is just coming directly from her. Like I said, I think the only people that were that well, at least from the first part that I've seen that you know had more of a say so was like Randy and and Reby and um. And Debbie Allen, like those are the only people that I've seen on that documentary so far. And then, again, wasn't the mom on the first part? Um, well, like a little bit, but yeah, she didn't really say much. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the main people that had you know viewpoints and things to say was between Janet herself and Randy and and Debbie Allen. And I think Quest Love showed up for like a couple spots, but that was just on the influence of the Jackson family, not on Janet herself. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But yeah, and, and I'm gonna say this going into the the spiritual guidance. She would, as a child, you can't rebel so much, 
and especially growing up like we did in the 80s and 90s. We did not have stardom in our life. Like she was literally born into it, you know? Yeah. Your your older brothers are the Jackson Fives, which is the biggest thing that ever happened. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. as she got older, the self the self-guidance and the self the the spiritual awareness and the spiritual awakening that we have right now. I wonder how does she look back? You know how, I don't know if you have it. Sometimes I have these almost like outer body experiences where I kind of just hover over myself and look like, and then I just, something just snaps me back. And I wonder how she does that. Like if, if she does meditation and sitting down and thinking like okay almost like you're sitting down thinking reflecting and you have what am I doing what did I do oh my god I cannot believe that this happened to me when I was say 23 years old if that was to happen to me right now I would snap I would be in somebody's penitentiary. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wonder if she has those moments and not even just her as a a mega idol, but just humans in general, people, ordinary people. How many things have we come across our life and now in the spiritual awakening that we have with all of this technology around us and all these different people and in the the global pandemic that we're in, how many of us have actually sat down, whether it was three to four minutes or three to four hours, and just reflected on how much self-control control we have <laughs> over each other, over over ourselves on how we can, in a snap, it can all be gone. And I know there are some people who believe in God to a T. There are some people who only believe that there's a higher power and I respect everybody. But how many times have you sat down and just think, God, Mary, all the saints, Allah, Buddha, whomever you pray to, the universe, the flower, whomever. How many times have you just meditated, sat down and thought thoroughly, not just don't play with me, you know, or y'all better think that, thank God I ain't like such and such, but actually think a whole situation through. Like I could kill you right now. Do X, Y, Z with you. And won't nobody know. How much of that is scary when you sit down and think about it? How much control we have over ourselves? Yeah. Yeah, that. Whew. Yeah, there's been plenty of moments to where um, I've sat and, and thought about situations that I've been through or or been a part of. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was just thankful that you know the worst 
situation that come out of that. Like there was a time where um, I was hanging out with my favorite cousin. You know who it is. And um, through some other people, we got caught up in um, a vehicle robbery, you know, a um, stolen vehicle. And huh? I said I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, and um, again, it was just through the association. Um, you know that they some people, you know, saw said they saw me and you know kind of tracked me down, and then um, you know, the police came to my grandparents' house and um, you know, they came picked me up. They asked me some questions, did fingerprints and all that, and then. You know, I was just thinking to myself, like, man, this could have went all the way bad if, you know, they wanted to just say, okay, you were the one that did it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I could have easily been in jail and not, you know, doing the things I was going to do after, you know, that experience. Of, you know, I joined the military and everything else. And not even just that, just different situations. And to speak to, you know, the kind of, spiritual presence that we try to have and try to, you know, just sit and meditate there. are, I know for me, and I think, it, I think this goes along with like a lot of people is when we have those quiet moments, we're scared to think and be to ourselves because of some of the things that we can think of. Mm-hmm. Cause I know for me, when I try to go to sleep, I got to have some white noise playing because if I don't and I'm just in the darkness of the room uh-huh. and, and alone with the thoughts to myself, it's ours. It, it, like if, if there, and there's been particular moments where I, you know, I say, okay, I'm just going to lay down. I'm tired. But then, yeah, my body is tired, but my mind isn't tired. So I'm laying there in the darkness and I'll be thinking about, things that went on in my life, you know, situations that um, I had and how they could have played out all the millions of different ways it could have played out. And I'll be up for hours. I have not come across an issue. As you know, I do not have any <laughs> issue with going to bed. That's one of the reasons why I was late to the recording today. <laughs> On top of the fact that I had a, one too many sips of my my vaquila. And so <laughs> I was like, let me just lay across this couch while he finished doing whatever he's doing. And whoop. <laughs> Ten minutes went by. Damn. <laughs> Cancel. Unsubscribe. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> But I don't know how it is, and I don't want to know how it is to wrestle with um wrestle with night thoughts. I can't tell you how to go about. I mean, if your mind is not tired, but your body is, maybe you should write some things out. Um, maybe there's some extra words. What was that movie with Eddie Murphy where he had a thousand words he he only left to use? Yeah. Um, I think it was, what it was called a thousand words, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, maybe you need to write some things out or, you know, 
find a time of night to, you know, whatever you're watching. Like, I know for a fact, I turn to something that I know I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to watch, but I'm also going to be like, Mm-mm, it ain't even worth it. And I put that timer on and I just go to sleep. But you mm-hmm. can't. So, you know, you some people, I don't know how we got on this, but some people have to put their mind shut their mind down and you may be one of those people that have to shut their mind down earlier than what you shut your body down and just go into autopilot sometimes I don't know how I done did with the hell I done like did I do that <laughs> uh, I guess I did <laughs> boom but I don't know I don't envy y'all I'm sorry yeah, it, 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 <laughs> no, yeah, it, it it is a struggle. Like I said, I know for me, like it's been plenty of times to where I think about at night, um, what if I would have did, you know, a, a little something a little different in the military. What if I would have pushed, you know, to go to this course or to put in this extra effort to do such a such activity? You know, would have would it have pushed me? to my promotion would have been able to, would have been something to be able to keep me in the Marine Corps active duty, you know, longer than the 13 years I was in, but I, you know, just been able to retire if I would have took certain steps or hell, if it wasn't, you know, or, you know, if I wouldn't have met my ex-wife at the time, you know, how my life would have turned out, you know, it's like I said, there's different thoughts like that that go through my mind at times, especially at night. And again, I think it's more so because um alone at that moment, you know, or, you know, throughout the day, you know, we got our phones and, you know, we got our phones to keep us company. If, you know, we don't have any anyone else around, we got those people that'll be on social media, you know, to kind of escape or, you know, go down the rabbit hole of YouTube or TikTok or anything else like that. And and it, it it's had me to the point recently to where I'm like, okay, I just need to go ahead and start looking up and doing research on how to properly meditate. Cause I think if I did start meditating and just, you know, kind of be at peace with myself, I think a lot of those, you know, those moments where I'm, where, like I said, where I'm in the dark and don't have anything, you know, going to where my mind would actually be at ease. Um, I don't know. (laughs) All those things sound good. I'm just trying to compute the fact that your body don't understand when you lay down. It's time to go to sleep. (laughs) Listen, I turn them goddamn lights off. My body be like, got you, boss. And I lay it down. Night shift clock in, and you know, we listen to some Maxwell for about eight, nine minutes. And I got some type of NCIS on my TV. <laughs> but again, you know, you got you got that white noise going, but like, I mean, do that ain't white noise, it's noise, it's something else going on in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, but have you ever tried just going to sleep with everything off? It's just uh-huh. you in the darkness. 
No problem. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. Okay, so back in the day, I, mm-hmm. I, I had any issue going to sleep. So I used to work from sun up to sundown. Right. I leave my house at 5.30 in the morning. I didn't get back home to 10.30 at night. What the fuck is a TV? <laughs> Shit. I turn the TV on in the morning because I don't feel like getting all the way up to turn the light on. Mm-hmm. Turn the TV on in the morning. I do what I got to do. I grab my bag. Out the door. Right. Come back home. Do this shit in reverse. <laughs> Drop my bag. Shower. Bed. What is the TV? No. Absolutely not. I have no problem. <laughs> no problem. And if I do, it's because I didn't had too much sugar. Yeah. And I had too much caffeine or something. Absolutely not. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, when I was, um, when I was working the overnight shift, um, I had no problem going to sleep then because, yeah, I was, I usually worked, you know, I got to work by about 9.30, you know, clocked in at 10, and then I was working till 7 in the morning. So by the time I finally got home, usually like around 8, 8.30, yeah, my body was like, all right, you're going to, you know, you're going to eat, eat something real quick. And then I was out till about 5 o'clock in the evening. Uh-huh. You know, like I said, back then, that, yeah, that was no problem then because, again, it was, my body was kind of set for that. But now that I'm working somewhat normal hours. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> the same body and the same brain. Some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. <laughs> so, needless to say that being able to go to sleep will bring you happiness. <laughs> one of the things that will bring me happiness, yes. So, what brings you happiness? Keep it PG thirteen. <sighs> Why do we have to keep it PG thirteen? But okay, oh, um, <laughs> you can keep it rated Z. I don't give a shit. I'm <laughs> um, but no. Um, what brings me happiness? Uh, in general, is making sure that my daughters are taken. Nah, care. fuck them kids. What brings you happiness? Seeing <laughs> the smile on my daughter's face it brings me happiness. Um, being um, being happy at my job and like being a like we you know spoke about last episode. You know, having a having a having a good work environment. Um, no. Working on this podcast brings me happiness. All that may sound generic. What brings you happiness? Having someone in my corner support video games and being loved by someone, honestly. Those those are the things that bring me happiness. Boom. (laughs) Those are the things that bring you happiness because it's you being selfish at that moment. 
Happiness is selfish. Happiness is self-esteem at its highest. How so? Because at that moment, you're confident as hell. Think about it. At that moment, when you are doing whatever it is that, that you are selfish about, you're mm-hmm. the most confident. Ain't nobody finna stop me doing this. I'm finna do this. If it's laying across your floor, coloring with your legs up in the air crossed, <laughs> and you got a juice box, that shit <laughs> make you happy. You listening to whatever it is you listening to on your phone. At that moment, you the most selfish, cocky, high self-esteem motherfucker there is. That's what brings you happiness at that moment. And it may change later on. It might change tomorrow. But at that moment, you're happy, cocky, high self-esteem. And I love it. I love to see people happy. So happiness is being selfish? Yeah, not selfless, selfish. Because at that moment, in your little bubble, is you. It's all about you. I'm not talking about being a service to other people or being able to see other people happy. Yes, that's the humane person. That's that's humanity. Yeah, but I mean, what? what? I, well, what about those? But even if you do have those traits, I mean, what's wrong with being happy, being a servant Absolutely to other nothing. people? Absolutely nothing. I want to know what makes you happy because being a service to somebody else is not the only thing that makes you happy. You're just telling me what you think everybody else want to hear. Just like I was like, you said being happy in my job. Nope. What makes you happy? You. If you wasn't in that job, what's still going to bring you happiness? If you weren't able to bring service to somebody else, what's still going to bring you happiness? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What? Put it like this. What brought you happiness before you had children? Because them sap suckers will suck everything up out of you. <laughs> Shit. That brings you happiness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. Me being able to hit the road real fast. Like, I ain't talking about falling. I ain't talking about having no car rig. I'm just saying, I roll over, I wash my face, brush my teeth, and I ain't no fuck that. Let's go out of town. Boom. Pack a couple t-shirts and some jeans. Let's roll out. Underwear too, but you get my point. Let's just roll. <laughs> we get what else we ever need when we get there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I love, of course, you know, I love to cook. I love being around people. I love to bake. Blah, blah, blah. But that includes other people. Right. What makes me happy? That scenario that I used a minute ago, laying across your floor with a juice box, <laughs> coloring across the floor. You better not bother me while I'm coloring. Leave me the hell alone. <laughs> That's me all day. <laughs> I don't give a shit what else goes around me. This don't bother me and my fresh box of crayon or my freshly sharpened box of color pencils. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, that's like that's with me when I was younger, like drawing used to bring me happiness. Like I said, just mm-hmm. whether it be um looking at um another artist's stuff and kind of like mimicking it or um or just drawing something original straight out, you know, straight from my mind. Those were the moments that brought me happiness. And then, you know, it's funny how even when in those moments as a kid, you know, I, like I, I brought it up before, you know, when I was not doing what I was supposed to do at school, my parents took away drawing from me. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that was making me happy, I no longer did. Yeah. So now it's something that to this day, I still can't really see myself doing. There's been moments where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try drawing again. You know, I I some, you know, I get motivated about it. I get some pencils. I get, you know, a sketchbook. And then I may start doing something here and there. And then after that, now nothing. I understand. Parents suck. <laughs> Sometimes when you are, you know, younger age, you don't really understand. Yeah. Or you do understand you're just being a jerk. But um yeah, I mean writing brings me happiness. But writing is something that I do when, you know, I have full attention. Like today, I wrote a couple chapters. Um because I had full attention, you know, sitting mm-hmm. up at the damn dealership for two and a half hours while you wait on your car to be serviced. It's <laughs> fucking A. <laughs> so it's um it's something that I do when I have a hundred percent focus. I don't have deadlines that I have to meet, so it's it's a lot better for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like being able to just tune out um tune out people in general or things in general even if it's like I said with the spiritual um, guidance and spiritual awakening even if it's just a five or ten minutes and that can be your form of um, meditation where you just tune out while you do things that you like and it's not when you can still hear your, your, your thoughts yourself it, it can be anything. Hell, you can be vacuuming the floor and just tune out, just zone the hell out. Just, you know, next time we are around, I, I'll show you some chakra, um, some chakra uh, benefits and feng shui and counting your beads and stuff like that. So we, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> yeah, of we'll course. Talk. But um, what's going on with Spotify? Uh, Spotify's losing money. I heard. Say. Um, you know they got a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of it is mainly due to their uh their recent uh partnership with uh Mr. Joe Rogan. And his podcast and all the stuff that he's been putting out there and a lot of the uh, talks he's had about the vaccine and um, some misinformation that's been put out there. And I think uh, 
Oh, that's who you talking about, Neil Young? Yeah. Okay. I was lost, but I'm back. <laughs> I see. I went to my island. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Hop the jet. I'm back. But yeah, yeah. yeah all stuff's been going on between that and. You know, they've been supporting him. And Neil Young was like, you know, if y'all going to continue to support Joe Rogan, then, you know, I will gladly take my, you know, catalog off of Spotify and Spotify back Joe Rogan. It was like, Neil Young, deuces. We'll holler. Well, I know that they lost over $4 million since Neil Young controversy. And it's two other people that said that they're going to pull... Um, of course, I don't listen to the music, so I'm not 100% sure who they are, but Johnny Mitchell and Neil Loskern or something like that. Okay. They're pulling all of their stuff because of... Um, they're falling behind Neil Young because of the uh, Joe Rogan crap. And it's <clears throat> it was an article in Rolling Stone a couple weeks ago where doctors have demanded Spotify to stop um, the Rogan dude from um, his podcast because they say he's a menace to public health because of all the misinformation that he's putting out. I don't listen to the guy. Every time I see him or um, see something that he's on, he's laughing and he just doesn't seem like a person that I want to follow. And I'm not saying just laughing is a, a, a bad thing, but it's just I've never seen him take anything too serious. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I I just don't want to be a part of it. And I definitely don't want to be a part of somebody who is um an anti-vaxxer and he's also spreading misinformation. I can get if you're an anti-vaxxer and you still giving out good information. You it's just the vaccine is not right for you. Yeah. But what <clears throat> excuse me, what do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? Um I've always been a person for you know free speech. I and, and I get it, you know. Is there's the idea of free speech, you know, but at the sacrifice of what? Because again, we had a president that, you know, spoke how he felt, regardless of how, you know, people took it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as someone that was in the military, you know, that was one of the things that, you know, we fought and, and, and protected our nation over was, you know, the right to, you know, religion, right to, you know, however we wanted to, you know, be religious or, you know, however we wanted to, you know, say things, you know, we were never trying to block anyone from saying what they want to say. But, you know, at the same time, and if you're someone in the public eye, mm-hmm. I won't say that you have responsibilities completely, but we should be mindful of the kind of things that we say. Yes. So with someone like Joe Rogan, who, you know, says directly how he feels and pretty much has no filter, um, you know, the things that he feels he's saying, he feels that he's right to, you know, is it miseducation? Is it misinformation by professionals? More than likely so. But at the same time, I mean, we shouldn't be going to Joe Rogan for vaccination advice. We should He's not a professional, you know, he's not a, a, um, 
someone that, you know, been studying this, you know, for years. He's he's not a scientist per se. So I'm going to ask you this. Is he like uh, a comedian of some sort? Yes, he has dabbled in the comedic field. Um, I think a lot of it, I think um, he was mainly known for stand-up for a while before he got attached with uh, MMA and uh, and USC. And I've been then, a whole nother word. I don't even know what he, <laughs> what it be. <laughs> I swear I don't. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, I hope they work everything out. Um, yeah, but at the, at the same time too, I mean, but Spotify has been, I won't say they've been the best at, um, Pandora all day is important people because I mean you know Spotify has also been into it about not paying people um the right rates when it comes to music. I heard about that also. Yeah, so you know it's not something you know I wouldn't say that you know Spotify is no expert at it either, but even with streaming now, I mean it's it's still a big domain and a big thing to where I won't say, I'll probably say the people behind the scenes know exactly what's going on, but we mm-hmm. as the public and even a lot of the artists and, you know, record labels are still not, you know, still trying to get the idea of, you know, actually what a stream is actually worth. Yeah. You know, what, what's yeah. someone clicking on that thing for 30 seconds, you know, how much is that worth? You know, some people say it's, you know, it's point, is 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 it's percentages of a penny, you know, per you know, per stream. And it's like, you oh, you got to get so many streams before you can even make a decent amount of money with it, which I think is shocking in this in this era. I've um, heard about that as well. I saw where somebody posted something on a chart. I mean, on their um, a chart on their Twitter feed, I believe that it was like, like you said, a fraction of a penny. It was like 0.004749 of some sort of like that mm-hmm. for um for a stream. And it's not the same across the board. Like you might get 53 on Pandora. You might get uh, 32 on YouTube. You know, you might get 44 on Spotify and so forth. And I'm like, oh, my God. I thought, you know. So basically, these eighty-six thousand views isn't that much money for you? you know? No, yeah, you yeah. In order to make a decent amount of money, you got to get into the millions, yeah, of streams, which is again, which is ridiculous. I mean, especially for like an artist who's put in, you know, that effort to get their music out. Now, you know, now you're telling me that I cannot make a whole bunch of money unless. I yeah. get a million plus streams of my music. When back in the day, you know, you can get five hundred thousand. You know, or someone bought an album or a single. You know, for you know, sold five hundred thousand copies of a single, and you made a decent amount of money. At least you were making dollars, and you weren't making you know cents. Yep, they also. Um, that's why they said that the money is in the um, the tours. Yes, it's always, I mean, but as someone that's followed, you know, the the 
hip hop and, and rap, you know, yeah, a lot of the money has always been the money's big money has always been in tours and 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 your um your merchandise. It hasn't been yeah. so much in the uh in the music, so to say, which is again an hypocrisy in, in and of itself. I um I wish them well in that Spotify world. Yeah. I wish them well in that streaming world. I try to give everybody their complete streams. Um, just like uh, you know, I request people to give us hours. Like it's a, it's a at the end of the day, it's a hustle. Yes. And we all have to do what we gotta do, excuse me, to get the um the money. Some actually do it for the money, some don't. And those who don't, I believe, I'm not gonna say do better, they do well in it and they don't sit there and watch the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know, you at the same time you got a lot of people, especially with this social media era where we get into that that tunnel of, oh, I'm just going to say whatever I feel like to kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. get viral. And it's like, okay, at what moment, you know, do you, you know, are you selling your soul to do that? Or, you know, you just saying whatever, even though that may not be what's in your, um, in your morals or ethics, you know, but you're doing it just because, you know, you're going to be able to, a lot of people are going to be clicking or trying to find out, you know, what you said. I try to get everything behind it. As like there's a there's this podcast, and I, I I won't bring it up, but there's this podcast around that does some crazy stuff, you know, for views, and it's just like I I, I can't get behind it. I would rather stick on my morals and ethics and just you know go from there instead of trying to make it viral. Of course, I you know I don't play around with that um, doing shit for likes. So, cool to you. That's bullshit. Yeah. We are situations where we run into things that um, we want to do or want to try or so forth, but. Mm-mm. I don't I ain't, I ain't going to jail. No. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to jail and not and not I'm not gonna do anything that's gonna make me feel like at the end of the day I'm selling my soul just to get some money. Mm-hmm. It's all, all, all money ain't good money. Exactly. And I, I wish these young people would realize that I feel so bad for some of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they don't have a whole lot of good people on their team. They just got a few people that's gonna show them barely um, what to do. Yeah. But, but it I is. Wish them well. Yeah, I, I wish them well too, and it, and it is what it is. But yeah, if, if there was anything I could pass to people, yes, yeah, you know. Like you said, do it for what you love. Do it because it makes you happy. Don't do it because there's some there may be some possible M's at the end of that because them M's come with a sacrifice. Sure do. <laughs> them M's come with somebody else owning you and all your shit. Yep. Those advances come with 
Mm. That's still a life circle of not having something. Yep. If your advance, you know, was big enough. That is true. And and speaking of money, of course, we are now officially in tax season. And a lot of people are going to go crazy over their returns. I don't know if it's a lot of people that's going to go crazy over their returns or not. But I do know that this is the time where you see a lot of baby mama, baby daddy being real crazy with each other. And um, all of a sudden, the baby daddy is acting kind of, I don't know, uh, he's behaving right. And he um coming home and doing right and they gonna <laughs> fall for this shit and baby daddy gonna take all that little um all that little text money what you laughing for and he uh I'm a rug. I'm not wishing anything bad on nobody, I promise I'm not. But you know, it's just the same freaking trend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same trend. You get your money, this nigga do you dirty and y'all just back in the same cycle all over again for another mm-hmm. nine ten months y'all fight yeah i like i said i don't i don't even try to get into that I, i'm fine with the little return money i get i don't have to try to act any extra for anything you know i leave it at that well uh, yeah I, I just don't understand the the dudes that uh you know say all this stuff about their baby mama and then come tax season hey baby you know i was just trying you know i i wasn't myself at the time you know i just now i'm at this point in my life where i just want to do right by my kids and my family and you know i'm 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 gonna be there for you girl you know let's go ahead and get this tax money and we can build and da 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 you sound (laughs) like Yeah, watch that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like a two T, almost verbatim. Shit, I had to look at the phone. Like, <laughs> I done heard somebody say this to somebody before. <laughs> not me though. Yeah, now nah, you not play this shit with me. Oh no, nah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Home yeah. don't play them. Yeah, women, just 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 be mindful. If the man wasn't there for you to, from the beginning of the year, you know, the, from January through uh, after, I'll say after April, if he wasn't there for you after April, but then all of a sudden, close to November, December, now he's showing up back around. Yeah, it's a trap. <laughs> it's a good trap. <laughs> It's a trap. I don't feel sorry for him. I'm going to do this shit. Y'all do this shit every year. Every year. Not some years. Every year. Yeah. Y'all ain't learned yet. I don't know. You want to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get it. (sighs) I get it. However, it's this thing that's called insanity and the definition of insanity <laughs> is doing the same thing over and over again and you are expecting different results yeah 
Don't expect shit from nobody so you won't get let down. That's all you gotta do. Yeah. And I didn't learn that until well over the age of 35. Don't expect nothing to nobody. Stop getting your feelings hurt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't have nothing to worry about. Oh. Yeah, but not even, but to speak to the tax thing again, you know, you we're, we're speaking on those uh, men um, mm-hmm. that are going to be dirty. But, I mean, at the same time, you got those women that'll do dirty too because you can have a man that's taking care of you know taking care of his kids or may have you know um uh i won't say ownership but uh you know parental rights over their kid but you know they'll still but the the mother will still file for them you know on taxes yep so now they getting all the money and doing everything else when um, the man that should be getting the rightful support is not getting that money. So now he has to struggle while the other one is making more, you know, getting getting the money that he deserves. Look, use your tax dollars that you, the other tax dollars. Use them and put that pen and paper on them. You know what I'm saying? Start yeah. putting that shit right and let these folks know that you will call the police. They'll stop fucking with you. And I'm not saying call the police for everything. Please don't. Yeah. Call the police for everything. Some things can be ironed out cordially. However, honey, Dublin, sugar pie, <laughs> um, <laughs> you, um, the IRS is starting to randomly, not everybody, they will request a copy of your driver's license while um while they're doing your taxes. Mm-hmm. They will just put they'll go ahead and process everything, but then they'll request a copy of your license. Then you only have like 24 hours to get to whatever place that they are recommending and show your proper ID. You have to do that. Yeah. If it's something funky, like, okay, somebody had filed taxes in four or five years and now they're getting 18 grand back. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me see your ID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just in case somebody is stealing somebody else's um identity or carrying someone else, like another adult or something. And I think that's a great thing because that flags the um the IRS and flags whomever is doing the tax preparation. Yeah. Also, and they're gonna get dinged for it. But look, y'all just be careful. I look, I have not, and I repeat, I have not, I have not even thought about filing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't April 10th. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to start looking to prepare filing. Yeah, I haven't even started to do that yet. I'm still waiting on some other paperwork to come in before I even start filing. As much as as much as I want to file right now, yeah, I I I'd rather just wait, get all that stuff in and do it right. Yeah. More power to y'all. Yeah. 
Oh, so, yeah. In closing, people, yeah. <laughs> Stay away from the scammers. Oh, speaking of scammers. Uh-oh. Not me. Um, pay attention to this stuff. So the the Zell um thing that's out there, mm-hmm. the Zell um the Zell scam, I think is what they're calling it. I, and I don't want I it's not for me to understand, so I'm not gonna say how, but just pay attention. It was a chick in North Alabama. She got taken for a um a couple thousand dollars, right? And I'm not gonna call her dumb because it could happen to all of us. But this was some bizarre stuff. She went to Wells Fargo. She had went in line, went inside. She was taking care of her business. Soon as she walked out, there was a phone call. It says Wells Fargo customer service, right? Mm-hmm. That right there would have like flagged me to say, okay, let me just turn back around and go inside and see what they wanted. You know what I'm saying? If you had just immediately walked out, why yeah. the hell they call you? Why didn't a banker or the bank manager try to stop you if you just walked out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Didn't go far. Why answer the phone for them? Like, just turn the hell back around. So um, I'm like, some people you want to believe and others you be like, eh. But because these, this money is not typically FDIC insured, it's crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. I don't. I don't use no money transfer apps. I don't, especially not from a bank. My bank, no, hell no. Yeah. I prepaid card your ass so fast. <laughs> I'm so serious. No, I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I said, I there's only yeah. I don't. The only one, the only thing that I use is Cash App. And again, that's from person to person. And it's someone that I know that I'm, you know, sending money to. I know. I don't, yeah, if, it, if it's a company, then yeah, I'm, or someone, or I'm getting services from someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to use my car. That's where it's trackable. And yeah, nothing else crazy is coming out of it. Definitely. I, I feel bad for those who have gotten scammed by people who are um, ruthless. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or who aren't able to um, actually use their brain capacity and go out and find a different type of hustle. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't respect it. Anywho, <laughs> in closing, <laughs> oh, again, watch out for the scammers. You know, watch out for the people that only come around you towards tax time because all they're doing is nine times out of ten using you. They may get their money as well and they may not hit you back up. Mm-hmm. So, watch out for them. Be mindful of yourself and. <sighs> You know, Don't just, buy a pot of snow crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, leave some for everyone else. <laughs> exactly. 
Don't buy up all the damn crawfish either. Shit. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't get all the seafood, you know, as soon as you get to check, and then you know, now you're back to back to back to the oodles and noodles for the rest of the rest of the year. Exactly. Y'all pescatarians all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. oh, Spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, that, yeah, that'll do it for us, people. You can follow us on all the socials. Um, you can hit us up at parkbenchacommonsinthepark.com. And uh, hopefully soon we'll, uh, we'll we'll get things together and we'll start having some lives. Oh. <laughs> we'll, we'll go do some spaces in a little bit. Y'all come catch us. <laughs> Catch me in my space. <laughs> Not them spaces, fool. No. Anyway, good night, y'all. <laughs> As always, uh, have you had that combo yet? Why not? Bye. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.